0: welcome to the all-in football podcast great to be back now that we're into 2019 uh, the AIFP is going to amp up we're also going to go into some fantasy football my name is Kip I am your host what an NFL wildcard weekend we had in store I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did um, great football kind of a, a little backwards from what we've been seeing all season a lot of defensive battles And that's kind of good to see. I mean, the cream of the crop comes out and everybody plays harder. They scheme harder, you know, all year long. They just work to get there. And then when they do, they really put their their brains to work. Uh, I'm not sure if your team won or lost, but either way, if you enjoy football as much as I do, you're going to continue to watch whether your team is in or out. Um, Maybe not. Maybe you're more of a casual fan, but you're still listening to the podcast. I appreciate that. Oh, let's start out with some of these games here. Gonna give you some of my opinions. Uh, I'd love to hear from you guys on Twitter. Uh, you can find me at all in one hundred pod on Twitter. Or you can email the show, all in one hundred podcast. Uh, sorry, all in one hundred pod at gmail.com. Send in your questions, comments, whatever it may be, and we'll get to it. Um, let's start out with the Texans at the Col or the Colts at the Texans. Uh, in my mind this is kind of how i thought it was going to go i didn't have a lot of confidence in the texans and the colts are freaking hot right now i i i put a message out there saying you know don't let the colts in the playoffs uh that afc you will, you let them in and you might be in for some trouble so what what was really wrong with the texans if you ask me they just they just didn't look prepared um either that or they just got ran, steamrolled by the colts i mean is it, is it Bill O'Brien inexperienced? Uh, Deshaun Watson looked like he had the yips. Um, the, the the Colts' defense, I think, is a lot better than what most people think. Um, they're probably one of the best defenses left in the playoffs right now, which was definitely not the case at the beginning of the year. But they put it to the Texans. I mean, they had, Wa- they had Watson running. Uh, he was on his back a lot. So I mean, a lot of people are saying that the Texans are off. I think the Colts made them that way. Uh, I, I just think the Colts shut them down. They were a better team, and I think that's why they won. I mean, Andrew Luck is Andrew Luck. He kind of reminds you a lot of Peyton Manning. Um, also, if you you know you ask around, Frank Reich, he believes in the team. They believe in him. That is. I mean, you can go search that anywhere you want to look, and that's huge. You know, when you buy in and believe in in your coach, and he believes in you. (laughs) Uh, Marlon Mack, he had a good game. He's been showing up the second half of the season like they were hoping he was going to in the beginning, but when it matters most, he's really coming on strong. Um, When you can have a good running game like that with uh, Captain Andrew Luck at the helm, uh, you got a pretty good chance of winning. Uh, the Texans just came out flat. I, they just did not look look prepared at all. Um, I think you can put some of that on the coaching and a lot of that on inexperience with uh, Deshaun Watson and the defense. Just Romeo Romeo Cornell, he's good, but I, I just I think he's getting old. He, he's having a harder time keeping up with um, these newer schemes and stuff that you know he hasn't seen much of throughout his coaching career. So I wouldn't be surprised to to see them let him let him go and you know bring in somebody more aggressive, uh, something like that. But all in all, the Colts. I, I thought the Colts are going to win. They put on a good show in Texas, and they are going to move on to the Chiefs. That is going to be an awesome battle. I think could be high scoring. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit later on. But right now, we're gonna we're gonna move on to the other the next game that was on Saturday. Seahawks at the Cowboys uh, the Cowboys pulled off the win I really did not expect that um, this day and age I don't I mean I'll, I don't I'll tell you I'm a cowboy fan I have I have been since the early 90s when I was younger and Emmett Smith came to the team but I really did not expect them to win uh, the Seahawks were just playing some excellent team ball both sides you know no superstar overshadowing like all the Bullshit you have going on in Pittsburgh With Antonio Brown You know all the divas over there Um, But I did not expect the Cowboys To win this game Um, The Seahawks like I said They've been running the ball better than any team In the NFL But the Cowboys defense is kind of It's something new and up and coming And for a long time That was their downfall But man Jalen Smith And Vander Esch Them boys can ball they are from one side of the field to the other. Um, I mean, what does it tell you when Sean Lee is riding the bench and those two guys are in? So, my thoughts are this Dak Prescott, may be, he might be a middle of the road quarterback, but it seems to me when the game matters, he's a baller. Uh, like a light turns on. Like all year long, he can do just enough, just good enough to win games. He's not going to. He's not going to be a world beater, but he's not going to turn the ball over and lose you games, but man, this guy, he, um when the lights are on, when it's go time, it's like he put, goes into a different mode. I mean, you just look at him, and he kind of seems like a nice, aw shucks, ho-hum guy and his Campbell's Soup commercials, but you see him on the field in a playoff game, and he kind of looks like he gets a little mean streak in him, which is something... The Cowboys need this. I mean, you got Zeke. You can hand the ball off to him all day long. But if that's not working, these receivers need to step it up. But then you got Dak with that run, uh, which cemented everything. Um, And also, Zeke, he had the week off before. So he had fresh legs coming in this game. I wasn't too sure how that was going to fare for the Cowboys. But it looks like it turned out to be a good decision. Now, again... I'm one of them guys that, okay, so now if Zeke would have sucked and if he would have fumbled, it would have looked like a dumb decision. So it's really, I mean, I don't know why these coaches just don't just don't come out and say it be like, well, we made the call, and it was a good call, so I'm a genius. If it would have went the other way, you guys would have been calling from my head and telling me that it was a dumb call and uh, coaching decision, you know, and it wasn't very good. But it worked out for him, so... Uh, Elliot and Dak, you know, they put on a show, and the Cowboys' defense was on point. Um, like I mentioned before, Jalen Smith, Vander Esch, all the guys up front, they kept Russell Wilson in check. They kind of had a spy on him. They kept that Seahawks run game in check, which is huge because the Seahawks have Baldwin and Lockett, but they're they're not a predominant passing team, so it's not like a strength that, you know, they can roll to. Um, so they were held in check and I think, uh, I think the Seahawks offense was kind of a little bit in awe as that game was going on almost, it seemed like, um, like they didn't know what to do. Uh, Russell Wilson could not be Russell Wilson. I mean, they, like I said, they spied on him. They couldn't run. He had a few nice passes, uh, but that's about it. Um, and the other thing is this, I mean, everybody kind of knew the Seattle offensive game plan, coming into the game. They're a running team. They have been since they went on their streak, and it didn't look like they made any kind of adjustments at halftime. So if you're going to do that and you're you're going to go into the playoffs and you're not going to, um, you know, change from your game plan you've been running all year, well, yeah, you're going to get stopped. So that kind of surprised me a little bit. I really didn't think the Cowboys were going to win, but they pulled it off. I would have been happy either way. I Yeah, I'm a Cowboy fan. But I like a lot of teams. I just love the NFL. Um, it's it's just it's great. I, I root for a lot of teams, but I guess if I have to have one, uh, the Cowboys are my team. So, I mean, get used to that, but I'm not afraid to bash on them either because they've been sucking for a long time. You know, they haven't done shit in the playoffs in how many years. So, you got old Jerry Jones there. Uh Anyway, so the Cowboys, they're going to head off to Los Angeles to face the Rams, which I think is the better opponent for them than the Saints, even though they beat the Saints earlier in the year. But uh, Cowboy fans travel, and I know California is loaded with them. So hopefully that takes a little bit of the home field advantage away from them. So um, Cowboys are onto the Rams. Chargers at the Ravens. This started out as a defensive struggle. Some might say a boring game, but... You know, some might love it. I mean, just because they're not running up and down the field scoring touchdowns doesn't mean that is a shitty game. It just means that the defenses are playing awesome and if you love football, then that's something that you can watch and respect. Um I think I think in this one in the end, experience wins out. I mean you got Phillip Rivers and Gordon's experienced and I mean Lamar Jackson again, he looked a lot like Deshaun Watson. He just looked like he was struggling in the spotlight. And uh, there was talk about them pulling out Flacco. I mean, pulling Flacco and putting him in the game. And I know that's what the crowd wanted, but I'm not sure if that would have been the right choice. If you're going to move forward with uh, Lamar Jackson, and you know Flacco's not going to be back in, I mean, why bust the guy's balls and his confidence down by pulling him out and maybe winning the game. I mean, I don't know if you don't know if he would have came back. I mean, he it's not like Flacco comes in and the Chargers defense is, you know, not going to be able to sack him. I mean, he better chance to sack him. Um they were they were rushing at the quarterback all day. They were freaking setting up camp in the backfield. So and then, you know, they lose the game with Flacco in and then you got all these questions aimed at the head coach, which, man, they went on a hell of a run at the end of the year. So I think Harbaugh is safe. Uh, I think his job is safe. So I think it was a good call, leaving Jackson in the game. You know, it it shows him something. It shows that, you know, his coaches believe in him and they wanted to give him the chance. So I'm not sure on that. I mean, again, that's one of them genius or not genius calls, but they left Jackson in. Um, he couldn't make quick decisions and he just, I think they just got ran over by experience. Um, and, uh, how about this? How about this in this game? Kudos to the kicker Badgley for the Chargers. That boy was on point. He basically, he won the game for him. I mean, you got all this stuff going on with the game we're going to talk about next and the Bears kicker, uh, also, one thing I noticed, I I picked up on, they talked about it during the game, is the Chargers' defense. They had a, like a, a fast setup in there, where basically they had a bunch more safeties on the field than normal, to kind of keep Jackson in check, Lamar Jackson, and uh, those safeties can also were are also double as linebackers, so they had some speed on the field, and that Derwin James, let me tell you. That guy's going to be something. If he keeps it up, he's going to be a Hall of Famer for sure. But, you know, they haven't... The Chargers learned something from the first game uh, two or three weeks before where they got beat, and they implemented it here. The defense was rock solid, um, and they just had Lamar Jackson flustered. So uh, the defensive game plan by the Chargers was brilliant. It was it was just brilliant. Uh, that's what one of the game. So, again, in the end, I think in this one just comes down to experience. Uh, experience one out. Congratulations to the Chargers. They're on to New England. I have a good gut feeling about this one. Uh, I think the Chargers can take them out. I think Tom Brady is rattled on the season uh, with everything going on and them kind of slowing down a little bit. Gronk is not Gronk. Boy, does he look old this year. Uh, You fantasy football players out there, I'm sure you don't have too many nice things to say about Gronk this season, Uh, which I am a fantasy football player. I love fantasy football, uh, and I refuse to draft Gronk every year because he always misses some games. We'll get into the fantasy portion of this uh, in another episode or two. Just just look for the logos. When you see uh, the All In Football podcast come up, if it's got the regular logo up, um, it's just a it's just a football podcast. And if it's got the fantasy logo, and I'll put it in the title too, it's, it's a fantasy. It's a fantasy portion. Uh, I am working on a website for that. I'm going to try to have it up for 2019, but I have a lot of things going on in my life. And I don't know if I'm going to get that far, but I have a very unique way that I go after fantasy football. It's not your traditional, uh, you know, like ESPN, CBS Sports, all these guys, the same, it's the same cookie-cutter crap, and they all say that they're, you know, and they are, I mean, I'm not saying they're bad, they're all good, they all have good advice, I mean, fantasy football is just is gambling, basically, so <clears throat> you have to have good stat guys behind you, and just take your best guess look at a matchup and take your best guess. You, you mean you're not gonna know but I mean it's all the same stuff. I have a little different way to look at it and I always do good. I just about won the championship this year. I'm I'm normally in two leagues <coughs> excuse me because I don't have much time for more than that <clears throat> and uh, they're very competitive and they're very they're money leagues. Uh, there's quite a bit involved. So I just try to pay attention to those two. I jump in a couple other ones for fun, but uh, I I mainly focus on them. And I won the championship last year in both of them. Uh, this year I came in second in both of them. I actually was leading one of them. Uh, it's an interesting league. Some most people don't do it. It goes all the way to week seventeen, and the best record wins. And four people, three or four, three for sure, could have won the championship in week seventeen. Um, the guy that won it. There was a tie earlier in the year, so the top three guys had the same record. Uh, top or second and third had the same record, and the winner had the same amount of wins, but he had a tie. So he had it was like a half a game win, and then it's it's an interesting league. Again, I'm getting into fantasy too much. Uh, we'll move on to the next game: Eagles at the Bears. I really did not have a feeling on this game. I thought the Bears' defense would handle the Eagles a little bit better, Uh, but apparently not. It was another defensive struggle for a while. Uh Nick Foles, Big Dick Nick as they're calling him, he played tough, man. He hung in there. He took a lot of hits as he was delivering the ball or right after he was throwing the ball, and he just freaking hung in there and made, made those throws. And... uh the Eagles defense, they also seem to show up in the playoffs. Like where were they all year? They were they were fairly good. But I mean, boy, they really showed up in that game there. I mean, yeah, you got Trubisky, inexperienced quarterback on the other side, but he's good. Cohen's good. You know, Allen Robinson and Gabriel, they're good. Uh, the defense just showed up. The Eagles defense, you know. They showed up and matched the Bears' defense, so I think that was a major key right there to that game. And then, of course, you got the double-doink kick heard around the world. Oh, poor Parky. Come to find out, the kick was tipped a little bit. So I don't know if a lot of people know that, but if you go watch the videos, they keep showing the videos now, uh, that kick was uh, one of the defensive linemen came through and, he got a piece of that kick, which if you watch it in real time, um, you can almost see right where and when it happens. It's really hard to see the guy's hand just nick the ball, but that thing just like veers left out of nowhere, and that's where the tip came in. So I'm pretty sure if that little tip went to Ben there, that Parky would have made that kick. So you can't blame the guy too much. I mean, what's up with him in the goalposts? You know, what, six times this year he's hit the uprights, uh, 4 and one game, and on the double doink, up off the upright and the crossbar? I mean, you can't you can't set that shit up. That just happens, man. Unbelievable. Uh, Destiny was on the side of the Eagles in that game. I kind of wanted to see the Bears win that game, um, but I, I didn't have – really too much of a rooting interest other than well i did meet nick Foles once uh in the place i used to work i believe his father-in-law is like uh, the head sales manager or whatever so he came through the plant at the time and uh, i met him pretty nice guy he's got a house and family up here where i live in wisconsin so that's really the only rooting interest i had going on in that game but it was a good game a lot of good games and the eagles are on to the saints which that's going to be interesting uh we'll get into that a little bit more i'm going to put out a um divisional round playoff preview before the weekend as i said we're ramping it up a little bit and going to start to throw out more episodes i can't freaking wait to dive into the fantasy football stuff love fantasy football um So we're going to cover that. Uh, I I can give you my quick um, two early picks before I really look at these matchups. I think the Saints are going to beat the Eagles. Not really going to go into that stuff. Like I said, we'll hit that up in the preview coming out later this week. Um, I think the Chargers are going to beat the Patriots. The game that I'm not real sure about is the Colts and the Chiefs. I have a gut feeling the Colts are going to win that, but um, I I think the Chiefs are going to win it. My gut is telling me Colts. My brain is telling me Chiefs. So I'll dive into that and give you a more for sure pick uh, when I do the preview. And the Cowboys and the Rams, again, gut is telling me Rams. Head is telling me Cowboys, so it it just depends which Cowboy team shows up. If the Cowboy defense shows up and plays like it has been, I think the Cowboys can pull it off. Because, like I said, I don't think home field is going to be too big of a deal there. So we'll dive into that you know, a little bit more um, when we do the divisional round preview later this week. So, I want to go over a little bit more, a little bit of NFL news that's been kind of circulating around a little bit. I know you've probably heard about most of it, but uh, Antonio Brown. This will be interesting to see how it plays out. Uh, he showed up, wanted to play. They said, no, that's not how it works. It was all covered up by an injury that really wasn't there. And he left the game at halftime. From what I understand, he kind of left his teammates high and dry and wants to be traded. Well, when you're going to be late to meetings, I mean, I don't know who you think you are because you're probably the best wide receiver in the game. That does not mean you don't have to follow the team rules. Uh, That'd be like saying because if you were a cop, and you were drinking and driving, that's okay because you're a cop, so you're going to get let go. That's not how shit works. Um, you need to follow the rules and get your ass in the meetings and be there for the team. And you can just walk out and demand a trade. Like I kind of think that, uh, that I'm not sure how, but he should be disciplined somehow. I mean... Maybe, I'd like to see, I mean, we probably won't know this unless he says something, but I'd like to see his teammates get on his fucking ass and just be like, listen, um, you know, you don't walk out on your brothers like that. I mean, who do you think you are? We won without you. <laughs> so let me know what your thoughts are. On Antonio Brown, especially if you're a Steelers fan. I want to know what Steelers fan thinks uh, about Antonio Brown. You guys already went through the Lev Bell stuff. I mean, and the season's been long enough. Your arch-rival gets into the playoffs. You don't, and it's just crazy. Uh, and And the Browns are turning it around. They almost had as many wins as the Steelers. So shit's getting scary in that division, I wanna hear from Steeler fans. What do you guys think? At or uh, at all in one hundred pod on Twitter, let me know uh, what you guys think. I do want to go into the Le'Veon Bell thing a little bit. It's been quiet for a while. Um, I'm just curious if anybody has any thoughts on a landing spot for him. You know, thoughts are the Colts, but with the way that they're playing now with Marlon Mack, I don't they're not gonna waste their money on him on Bell. So What's left? I mean, the Jets? Does he want to go to the Jets? I mean, he could turn that team around. I mean, is he good enough to be one person to turn that team around or what? I mean, I I don't know. I mean, then you got Roethlisberger calling people out. You know what? I am fucking sick and tired of Ben Roethlisberger. I can't wait till he retires right along with Tom Brady, Although, Roethlisberger is just getting egotistical. I mean, dude, you're not that good anymore. Uh, I'd like to see you without Antonio Brown or Juju Smith-Schuster, you know. go. I'd like to see what Ben Roth, what Roethlisberger would do in a Jacksonville team right now. That doesn't really have much for receivers. He, he's so egotistical, and Brown's the same way, and they're just butting heads and clashing. Um... I wish he would go to. I'm sure you Steelers fans don't because what's out there. But I'm just so tired of Ben Roethlisberger and the same happy horse shit all the time. And I, he just has this arrogance to him. I mean, Tom Brady does too, but it's just because Tom Brady's a handsome dude and a lot of people are jealous of him. I haven't. you know, he he does whine a little bit, but Roethlisberger is just right out front being a freaking idiot. Um. And then to go back on the Le'Veon Bell thing. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, now with the stuff going on with Antonio Brown and Mike Tomlin losing control of the locker room, and all this stuff, do you think maybe Bell saw something there in the coaching staff and saw something in the way things were going and realized, hey, I don't want to waste my time with this shit. It's just gonna go south on me anyway. I don't know. It, it's kind of curious how a team like the Steelers, how everything just fell apart this year. Um, I I really don't know what to say. I mean, Pittsburgh. What do you say? What do you think? I mean, you guys that live around there, what what are you hearing? What are you hearing from the local reporters and stuff like that? I mean, I I live in Wisconsin, so I hear a lot of Packer stuff. And oh, by the way. Packers hired Matt LeFleur, uh, Titans offensive coordinator, as their head coach today. Just a little while ago, actually. Um, I, I can't hear that name without thinking about the movie Dodgeball. I'm going to cram it in your cram hole, LaFleur. <laughs> it's going to be a long time. As long as he's the Packers head coach, the memes have already started. I already saw one, and the news is only a couple hours old. Um, it's, it's actually going to be entertaining. So imagine that Green Bay doesn't go after a quarterback or after a, a big name coach. I know they interviewed some, they go after a, uh, Mr. LaFleur from, uh, Tennessee. So he's the offensive coordinator anyway. So we'll see what he does with that team offensively. I mean, he's used to running with Marcus Mariota. So what the hell is he going to do with Rodgers? It really doesn't even make any sense to me, but you know, I thought for sure they were gonna go after Josh McDaniels. Um, I really think they wanted John Harbaugh. I really think that's why they shit-canned McCarthy uh, because things weren't looking good for a while. But then you know Lamar Jackson comes in and they turn it around. I really think they wanted John Harbaugh, but they're not gonna get him. Um, it would have been cool to see Bruce Arians come to Green Bay. But it kind of looks like Bruce Arians is going to be uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneer head coach come come out of retirement, which is weird because from what I understood, the only way that he was going to come out of retirement was take to take the Cleveland Browns job. But apparently he must see something in Jameis Winston and want to try to take that challenge. But, you know, Bruce Arians is another one of those guys that he's a player's coach, Uh He's a hard ass, he's going to get on you, Um, but the players dig him, and they seem to get along, you know, they seem to buy in, I guess you could say. Um, He seems like a cool shit, seems like a guy that I just want to hang out with and have a couple drinks with, is what he seems like. (laughs) I mean, I've heard him interviewed on the Pat McAfee show, and you hear him calling some games, and... I think he's awesome in the booth. Uh, if he doesn't take a coaching job, they could surely do something with that Monday Night Football booth. You know, put a Bruce Arians and how about a Bruce Arians Pat McAfee booth? <laughs> Wouldn't matter who's playing. That'd be worth a watch. So, well, hey, speaking of the Browns, what do you anybody out there from Cleveland? What do you guys think? Hell of a season. I love the Browns. I love Baker Mayfield. Um, personally, I think. They should keep Greg Williams as the head coach and Kitchens as the coordinator. Leave it just as is. I see the talk going around about making Kitchens the head coach. I mean, yeah, if he's going to make the play calls. uh, I like what they're doing there, man. I was thinking, you know, 2020 they're going to be looking at the division, but, boy, next year they could be. If they keep playing like they are and that defense can pick it up a little bit, I think you could have a Cleveland Brown contention for the division. And, you know, and that's something that we haven't seen in a while. But it really looks like they got themselves a quarterback in Baker Mayfield. (coughs) Excuse me. I wasn't too sure about him coming out. But I guess what I didn't, I don't get to watch a lot of college football. You know, I got kids and stuff. So I usually got a lot going on on Saturdays. Uh, I try to pay attention to the highlights and how people are doing and, uh, but I, I didn't realize that Mayfield was as accurate as he is. Um, I mean, he still makes some throwing errors, but I thought he was more of a Johnny Manziel type, you know, or like a Lamar Jackson, kind of a scoot and boot guy, you know. But he's pretty accurate. I like his swagger. You know, that's something that the Cleveland Browns have needed for a long time. They needed some freaking swagger, and they got it now in uh, uh, Baker Mayfield and. I saw a meme today that said, you know, about Freddy Kitchens It says, every good kitchen needs a baker. thought that was kind of clever. I need the to... Ba-doom-tsh. A little rim shot. So, anybody out there from Cleveland, you know, c- add, come at me at all in 100 pod on Twitter. Uh, let me know what you think. And let me know what you're hearing in Cleveland. What are they going to do? They got any plans? I'm very interested. I mean, twenty the 2018, this football season isn't even over, and I'm already fucking pumped about next year. Uh, and I still, have a t- I still have a horse in the race, for crying out loud. So, I just can't wait. I'm pumped, man. Fantasy football's over. I can't wait to get the fantasy football show going. It's going to be awesome, man. Thanks for all of you that are tuning in. I'm not sure how many there are, but I've been on a little hiatus from this pod, as I mentioned earlier, so we're going to get shit ramped up. Um, a lot of NFL news out there, and I like to cover it, give my opinion, and I want you guys to give your opinion back, so I'm going to try to open up some opportunities for that, uh, maybe through a voicemail or, you know, something like that, so, um email the show and find me on Twitter and look for the divisional round playoff preview coming up. Thank you for listening to the all in football podcast. Have yourself a hell of a week. Um, If you like stupidity and comedy, you can check out our other podcast. We do that one weekly. Uh, Me and Steve and Chris, two other guys, And that's called the Jack Wagon Express. You can go find it at wherever you listen to a podcast. It's there pretty much. Just search Jack Wagon Express. We are the only one with that name. Easy to find. Red, white, and blue logo. Check it out. Uh, There's some vulgar language. I mean, just imagine three guys sitting around a table having a couple drinks, shooting the shit about everything. Uh, That's what it is. But It's there to make you laugh. Hopefully get you through a section of your day if you're having a shitty day. Go check it out. Uh, Look for the next episode of this uh, all in football podcast coming up. I am Kip. Thanks for tuning in. I'm out.